that was your breaking top of the podcast news. Yeah. You tried to go to the bank and you couldn't. <laughs> Monday, April. Oh, no, I forgot. 20th. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of day <laughs> it's been. Yeah. Okay, there's so much going on. Um, Georgia. Actually, can, can I just start with the one yeah. thing? Yeah. The thing, this is just a personal reflection on the day. Well, it started off, it threw me off today because I had an appointment at a bank. It was going to be a big deal because it's like the first like thing going out into the real world mm-hmm. to do that I had planned to do. And then they, it seems like there's people that just aren't, like people that are in public facing jobs are not often just not showing up for work. And so this is at the bank. It, I, I had an appointment rescheduled three times, and then this was the third time, and then someone didn't show up even today. And so now they've they've since changed this role. I need to open an account, and they're now going to make that something you can do virtually. So now I've got an appointment booked for 2 o'clock tomorrow, in theory, virtually that I can do over the phone. So let's see if it happens. But I So that was your... That was your breaking top of the podcast news. Yeah. You tried to go to the bank and you couldn't. <laughs> it was supposed to be a big <laughs> deal. I was going to be really. And then, yeah. I'm sorry. Your bank appointment didn't happen. It's okay. Okay, go. Virtually tomorrow. Okay. Um, I was going to say that Georgia, Governor of Georgia has announced that they're opening Friday. They're opening? Stuff. They're opening. <gasps> Like, ev- like I saw the list of things that are going to open. It includes bowling alleys. <laughs> Someone's like, oh my God. could there be a place where <laughs> there's like more opportunity for spread of the virus in bowling alleys where everybody's sharing the same balls? Anyway, so, Is I mean, Georgia was hit very early. I think they did so they're lock are down. Are they further along on their... They're probably... I think they were in the... I think they have their are not below one right now. Yeah. So they are... But... So they're doing okay. So it's not like a completely ridiculous thing. It is say. still completely ridiculous okay. because to do an opening properly, you need to do it very slowly and carefully and with a lot of testing in place. And the U.S. does not have oh its God. testing in place. Oh so it is just 100% going to bounce back this and just bite them in the ass. This just gave me shivers. I was like, I can't believe they're... Do- I'm like having a... Panic attack? I, I think so on behalf of the people of Georgia. I feel yeah. like I'm... It's not <sighs> and yeah, and I was lear- learning a lot. Rural Georgia has a lot of problems with healthcare. Like if, like, there could be places in Georgia where there just isn't healthcare. <sighs> yeah. So. Yeah, not good. Well, we'll See how up. that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, there have been photos going around. I think they were taken on the weekend. In Colorado, where there was some anti-lockdown protests going on. Mm. I just showed you these pictures. And there were two nurses that went out into the road, kind of into... The report said that they went into the crosswalk on a red light and stood in the middle of the road in front of a bunch of these cars that were going to the protest Mm -hmm. and the nurses just stood there like in full brightly colored scrubs and mask 
and there happened to be like a freelance photographer walking by and she took these photos and I just feel they just capture the tensions in the U.S. very well and I think they're going to be iconic photos of the culture clash. It's like you should, here's how they should do it then. They should like have people that want to be free in quotes mm-hmm. get they should be given wristbands and to get a wristband you have to like go work in a hospital for a week and then you get to be free like you have to go stand around in a hospital be infected probably mm. but no I mean I you mean have to interesting plan yeah like just I see the be exposed to what's happening like how yeah. many people are affected negatively by what's happening yeah to see that i was reading a tweet thread today that was like the best proof that there is that this lockdown is not some kind of like conspiracy Mm -hmm. or falsehood or whatever is that walt disney world is shut down Mm -hmm. and walt disney world is like a money-making behemoth <laughs> yeah. that will <laughs> yeah. basically, like, it has so much power and so much influence mm-hmm. and makes so much money. And, like, they, I think they voluntarily shut down before they were forced to shut down, and they're not asking to reopen. And Las Vegas also. Somebody was saying that mm-hmm. the bomb squad in Las Vegas had this special protocol for if a bomb threat was called in because it was too expensive to close down the casinos for like a literal minute so like if there was a bomb threat they wouldn't close casinos they wouldn't even close if there casinos oh my god because it was too expensive to close them for a minute and now they've been closed for weeks oh my god so it's like just it these examples of like very extreme examples of what we all know which is that this is real yeah but and like like you would think the people that believe in the 5g conspiracies and stuff like that you have to reconcile those kinds of things but Mm -hmm. they're probably not hearing the problem is in their echo chambers they're not hearing about these things right yeah yeah okay that's all short headline stuff so Mm -hmm. what more what i wanted to talk about today was I don't know. There was very good, hopeful news today out of Ontario. Mm-hmm. That's the big news. That's what we should uh, have led with. The big news. Yeah. I don't, your bank trip was pretty <laughs> exciting. <laughs> um, so Ontario had a press conference um, similar to the one they had a few weeks ago where they dis- originally discussed the models. Mm-hmm. Only this one was better because mm-hmm. it was done by Steiny Brown, who is the Dean of Public Health at University of Toronto and boss to David Fisman, our right. basically our resident epidemiologist <laughs> <laughs> who we follow on Twitter. Is So was there only the two this time? Like, so the last time the CEO of Ontario Public Health did the lead, was the lead, yeah, yeah. but he now he's off sick. So now was it just the two, the uh, two other guys? For the no, no. So it was, well, I didn't listen to the whole Okay. Conference, unfortunately. Right. Um, but it was Steiny Brown was there and Barbara Yaffe was there. Oh. And then this other guy who they introduced as the president and CEO of Ontario Public Health 
Did Donnelly step down? I thought he just like. Yeah, he stepped down because he was sick. Oh, I didn't realize he reasons. stepped down. I thought he was just like mm. off work. Uh, well, I, maybe it was unclear to me. Too. Anyways, they introduced this other guy as the president and CEO, unless he was acting. I don't know. So what they were saying at this press conference was basically that our cases have peaked in the community in Ontario. So that means the number of cases that we're getting in a day is hopefully not going to get any higher than it is now and it will mm-hmm. start to go down mm-hmm. and not only that but where we peaked is lower than our previous best case scenario right and so now they're thinking for um our cases for this wave we're going to end up with about twenty thousand confirmed cases in ontario mm-hmm. whereas worst case had been three hundred thousand and kind of medium predicted case was Mm 80,000 and now we're going to have Mm -hmm. Mm 20,000 so that's just fantastic it's fantastic great news great news um the um, there is a bad news too though which is that Steiny Brown made very clear that there are two separate disease processes going on here one in the community and one in congregate settings like nursing homes, retirement homes, homeless shelters, prisons, anywhere where you have a lot of people tightly together for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. So in the congregate settings, um, it is, it has not peaked. It is still, growth is still accelerating. Because once it's in there, you can't really... Stop it. So right now it's in um, 127, 127 long-term care homes. In Ontario. In Ontario. And that's just long-term care homes. Like I don't think they have it broken out by congregate settings. Like but that would include other, like retirement homeless homes. shelters and... Jails. Jails, I don't yeah. think are included there. Keep hearing about jails, like a whole bunch yeah. of prison guards, and yeah, like you have to think that that's just the start of those ones yeah. too. Yeah. So it would kind of make sense if they had it broken out by congregate setting and not just long-term care home. But long-term care home is obviously where you have the most vulnerable population, mm. um, like to for dying um so that's that's the bad news Mm -hmm. obviously but it was really and i think i i didn't have time to go check out all the podcasts today i mean podcasts press conferences Mm. um i was listening to podcasts (laughs) (laughs) that's why but um i think john tory and eileen davila also made similar cautiously optimistic statements today about Toronto um about Toronto so I feel like this is a I mean we've been talking about flattening of the curve um because we've been looking at the graphs on how's my flattening.ca um and so I mean you can see in the hospitalization data that it's that it was flattening but nobody had officially said it yet so to hear like you know the person kind of in charge of yeah. the scientific yeah. 
modeling in Ontario to say this, I think is really because they're going to be cautious. a landmark day. Yeah. They're going to be cautious. Yeah. And so in honor of this landmark day, because I had a lot of feelings, <laughs> a lot of feelings in my head today. Mm. And I and the last time there were so many feelings swirling around, I remember the day very clearly and I remember recording the podcast very clearly and I said that I felt as though we had been in a, a truck out running a tornado mm -hmm. and we had just been picked up by the tornado and we were being flung around by the storm and waiting to see where we would land. Mm -hmm. And that was, I went back today and I re-listened to that podcast. It was from March 22nd. Mm -hmm. Almost a month ago. Almost exactly a month ago. And it's really striking. Like, I mean, this is why we are doing this podcast, yeah. so that we have record of our journey. Yeah. And at that time, like, we were so scared. Like, we didn't know. We didn't know what was going to happen. We were, f we were scared because there wasn't enough testing happening. And it wasn't far enough along in the outbreak to have any hospitalization or death data. Mm -hmm. Like that was just starting to trickle in. Mm -hmm. um, there wasn't very good transparency from Ontario's leadership. I think it's gotten a lot better oh yeah. since then. Um, so it felt like there was like they were obscuring the truth. Barbara Yaffe was having trouble admitting there was community spread. Were we complaining about that? Yeah. Even that far? Yeah. Even that far in, they were saying there wasn't community yeah. spread. Wow. March 22nd. Or she wasn't saying there wasn't, but she wasn't saying there was. Mm -hmm. But Eileen Davila had said that there was. So mm -hmm. it was just like mm -hmm. playgrounds were still open mm -hmm. March 22nd. It was a different world. That's crazy. And I ended that podcast, I wrote it down. Mm -hmm. I ended that podcast by saying, oh, because you had tried to share some good news and then I like spun it and I was like, actually, it's bad news. <laughs> Wait, what was the bad news? What was the you good news I was trying to say? You were trying to say that some, that like the number of cases in Toronto showed that we were doing better. And I'm like, well, actually, if you think about the fact that they're only testing travelers, oh. it probably just means that we have more community spread. <laughs> right. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh -huh. I said, there is no good news. It will be <laughs> weeks before there is good news, yeah. if any. And so here we are weeks later, instant time travel. Yeah. And we have good news. Yeah. And it's like the huge surge mm -hmm. that we feared, the huge community spread that we feared mm -hmm. didn't appear. All the March break travelers coming back, which was like a very scary, like a million people coming back to the mm -hmm. country, mm -hmm. 300,000 coming back to Ontario mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I don't see in the data, like that that had contributed, that that had a big impact. I mean, I think what, here's how I see it. It's like, despite the lack of testing, the fact that, I think Toronto specifically, Eileen Davila pushed for early closure, early closing schools, early closing everything. Mm -hmm. 
like the impact of that is still the same whether you track it or not whether you can yeah track it oh yeah that reminds me of something else i said yeah. in that episode that was wrong oh <laughs> which is we were complaining about testing and i said like what even is the point of social distancing if we don't have proper testing? Right. And I was like, well, Tanya, past Tanya, <laughs> March 22nd, yeah. Tanya, no, April 20th, Tanya will tell you that that is, that is, the, you have to social, di- in the absence of proper testing, you better just lock yourself in your house and, and that'll th- do it. And I suspect that's kind of what the leadership was saying. Like mm-hmm. they maybe just looked at the existing systems they had access to and said, holy crap, this isn't going to let us trace people. This isn't going to let us do the tracking we want. We've got all these bottlenecks and reagents mm-hmm. and things. We're not going to be able to, mm-hmm. te- like, we can't test as much as we really need to. So let's just, like, lock everyone, lock it down. And yeah. and we're just going to hope that even though yeah. we can't see it, yeah. it's going to And it be was effective. hope. Yeah. And it was hope. Yeah. And it turns out that social distancing is sufficient, I think. And I think because we caught it so early. I think Mm -hmm. in Italy, it took so much longer Mm -hmm. to see meaningful, a meaningful peak Mm -hmm. and and a downslide. And because it just went so much further Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. we did here. Mm -hmm. Now, not to be complacent. So Mm -hmm. Steiny Brown also said that um, a peak, like a peak is not, a day, mm-hmm. a peak, Could it can be it. sustained. It can be a while. It can kind of be a, ru- a bumpy peak. Um, cases aren't necessarily going to start to fall immediately, but... Well, especially if people take the news the wrong way and, mm-hmm. re- like, relax. Oh, especially when you're flattening the curve. Like, if you think of that graphic of flattening the curve, yeah, the peak gets Spreads. spread out right that too yeah so but i also just mean like what if people now are like oh we're over the worst of it i mm-hmm. can go over to my neighbors and yeah chat and yeah like just people feeling over getting mm-hmm. overconfident all of a sudden mm-hmm. but i think i mean kni- but i mean i think there's a bit more room for overconfidence i mean i think as long People aren't going to be going back to work. People aren't going to be going back to restaurants. Like people, mm-hmm. there's still a lot They're of social pressure mm-hmm. to not do these things. If somebody s- like has a beer with their neighbor closer over the fence, like I mean, if people incrementally, incrementally, shift. I think. I mean, it's that. It but will be okay. Still, if it stays at incremental, I think the yeah. what I'm afraid what uh, you know if you watch what's happening in the u.s now like those movements like there's movements going on that are that are gaining steam with large numbers of people well i guess it's debatable i guess it's debatable how many people but it's a very visible movement that's happening of people who are um saying let's get back to normal right like Mm -hmm. let's just open everything and Mm -hmm. if that takes hold it could you know you can't force you can't i feel i don't see that here we're more responsible are we i hope we're we more too responsible. much in a bubble i don't know i hope I we're more responsible i don't see it here i ju- i don't know i really it depends how many of these 5g nut jobs there are and how many you know how many people um, yeah i don't mm. i i think they're hidden right it's i don't think 
we can do? Well, at minimum, our leadership understands. Yes. So at least we have it from the top down. I think that absolutely is huge. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, What else did I want to talk about? I feel like that was... Oh, right. The very sad news. We didn't talk about this yesterday. Mm. The shootings in Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. Where the last... Um, Should have started with the bad news. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah. So there was a shooter in Nova Scotia. Last I heard, 17 people I saw 19, died. I 19. I think I l- last I saw. But we have no idea why... Well, they no. did you read about, so he was a bit, it sounded like he was kind of a nut, like a RCMP, like he had dreams of being an RCMP officer. You hear about that? No, I don't, and I don't really want to talk about it. No, I mean, there's not, there's not known exactly why, but he had this, like, what's ironic about it is he had this fascination with policing. He collected memorabilia, had a uniform hat, he fixed up, he bought old cruisers at auction and fix them up to look like real cruisers. Yeah, I don't. That's yeah. All. That's all. I think I don't think anyone knows why he would do it, but it's like so a So, but the COVID aspect of this because everything has a COVID aspect hmm. is that the um, RCMP officer that was killed and hmm. the other 18 people that were killed, they they can't have funerals. There can be no yeah. Like, I assume that in normal times for this RCMP officer, they would have had some a kind full, of yeah. parade or whatever, the m- proper send-off. Like a state funeral kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Whatev- I don't know what it's called in Canada, but... Yeah. And it's it's just all alone. Yeah. And it's just so bizarre yeah it's also the first piece of news that's like seemed to rival covid Mm -hmm. for a long time and i think there's a suggestion that it is linked that he's a denturist and didn't uh, you know business his businesses Mm -hmm. were in trouble business was in trouble sure i mean But it is, I mean, I think it is the flip side of locking everything down is that the, are we putting more pressure on people that are unstable or whatever? Like, is there, Mm -hmm. and I don't know that there's anything you can do about it, but just an awareness that that's, that could be happening. Yeah. I don't know how to follow that up. It's sad. Mm-hmm. Too sad. Um, okay, medium sad. Or not very sad. But there's something that I've noticed mentioned a lot, which is people asking for volunteers 
mm. for either frontline work or important work. So mm-hmm. um, in the Twitter news today was a leaked email um, of Harvard asking their graduating med students to like volunteer on the front lines. Mm-hmm. No pay, no debt relief, no anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just come volunteer. Harvard. Hmm. $41 billion endowment. Mm-hmm. Um, residents at New York hospitals are asking for more pay mm-hmm. because they're doing more work and mm-hmm. riskier work and they are not being given it. And on a smaller scale, mm-hmm. Canada, the federal government is asking people to sign up to volunteer as being case trackers Mm. for testing and tracking. But why volunteer? Like, that's a very important job. I don't understand Just to get going on it faster. Like, if there's money, if they have to hire people, like, there's a whole thing they have to go through. And probably part of it is just expediency. Like, I'd heard in, in Ontario, they were getting med students in Ontario to to do that too because like if you're mm. not in school for med school and you want to do something like it feels like a very you yeah be connected to if the you're cause you're not being asked to go to the front lines for no pay yeah so they're um i think there's some pretty strict rules and or th- they're trying i think to stick to some strict rules at least what i'm seeing through uhn anyone who's considered a trainee is not like they're keeping them off the front lines mm-hmm. like there's yeah a, there's a clear just trying to make a clear distinction yeah and we're at the point where we can afford to do that because Mm -hmm. our hospitals are not being overwhelmed Mm -hmm. thankfully Mm -hmm. all right i think that is most of what i wanted to talk about today Hmm. i do want to talk about sweden at some point but i don't know enough about it to talk about it tonight Okay, we'll come back to Sweden. Because they are d- the main thing that w- I've heard anyways. You tell me if this is mm-hmm. incorrect. But they're kind of less, they're not locking things down as they're much. They're not locking down. But so they're still taking so it seriously. It's not yeah. like they're just... They're physical distancing, but uh, like things are open. Yeah. 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 I, wa- I, I want to know more about how that's going. People are asking, yeah, could this work? Because if that could work... Should everyone just be doing that? Yeah. The only other thing... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do you have something? No, I was just going to do my joke. Okay. The only other thing that I've been thinking about more in the last little while is the the reality that this the echo of this thing is going to last a long time even, you know, let's assume for now that we get some sort of... We ease off and get into go back to reasonable close to real life at some point in the next year or something there's still going to be an echo from this that will last a long time in the kind of an employment and the economy and all that sort of stuff people losing their jobs and personally i feel like that there's quite a bit of risk and i was just thinking about that it's you know just like I was preparing, I was tr- sort of trying to prepare myself for the worst in b- like a month or two ago. 
mm-hmm. when this thing was just starting, preparing myself for the worst in that respect in another year or two, what's going to happen to my job is having alternate things in mind for how to bring value in this new society, wherever it, it's going to look like. Hmm. That's all. Just thinking about that. Okay. For the record. For the record. On March 22nd, you said that in an effort to like plan for the worst and hope for the best, you were assuming that things were going to get back to normal around January mm. in the new year. Right. How do you feel now? Yeah, I think or January. Yeah, I think. I think January. I think there's still a chance that schools are going to reopen in September. I think school. Uh, I don't know. I feel like schools are the hi- one of the highest risk things you can open. Like kids running around, like just giving each other germs. Mm-hmm. I th- I could see a lot of things opening before opening schools. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, people often list schools as, like, one of the first things to open because kids are so unlikely to get very sick. But y- but s- spread. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I, I see the, I see the issue. You're not, gonna, you're not harming the kids, but just mm-hmm. to the, sus- the risk to society, I see. Yep. But it's not very clear. We don't have good data on whether kids are big spreaders of this or not. We don't know. Right. So we'll learn a lot over the next few months. Right. That's a good point. Yeah, I guess it'll come down to that. Yeah. I, I, f- my gut says still, yeah, New Year before school. All right. Okay, well, it's time to have a small joke. Small joke. I um, feel like you need a big joke to offset the... Well, I don't have a big <laughs> joke. <laughs> All right. So today, the other thing that happened was oil prices just kept going down and down and down and i have no explanation for this and please don't try and explain it but there was actually a negative price (laughs) like the cost of a barrel of oil somehow they give you reported as being negative they pay you to take their oil and this was just met with a lot of confusion but anyways (laughs) so the joke is that now the epidemiologists are breathing a sigh of relief as everyone now becomes an oil economist instead <laughs> of an epidemiologist. Yeah. Get it, get it, get it. Yes. Epidemiologists are very frustrated. Everyone's trying to be an epidemiologist. Everybody is trying to be them. Yeah. All these various data analysis and they're just like, no, you don't get it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good night. Good night.